2024, friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1978, this is Bruce Springsteen with darkness on the edge of town. Boss. Guys, did you hear the big news about Bruce? What's the yeah, news? He actually took a class called Leading from the Middle, and he's no longer the boss. He's now middle management. <laughs> yes. Middle Brethren. management. That does not quite have the same ring, does it? I knew yeah, he was out there singing for the It's, it's so weird because his newest album is called, actually, I don't think you can take PTO in the next couple of weeks. So I, it's, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it's going to be a big hit, but... I think it's pretty good. All right, oh, let's God, turn on. So let's, let's turn on. It's also super depressing. All I right, have never let's turn, denied a PTO request. Listen, let's turn on K Rob. K R O B. Listen, we are on a voicemail pledge drive. We depend on listeners like you to leave one, two, or three voicemails. Oh, pledge drive. Ask us a question about our favorite ice cream, or call in to make fun of Aaron. No matter what, it will get played. Oh yeah. Will I ask our listeners? Every episode. Yes. I ask yeah. you no. That's the middle manager right there. I just say, could you take a second take out a- of your stupid day to leave us a quick voicemail? <laughs> well, could you ask us a question? Ooh, that we could try to sound <laughs> profound. When you want to hear about uh, the greatest album, it's a good lesson to listen through your parody songs to make sure you don't need to lower the levels of the backup singers there. That's a good lesson for me. Can we at least announce what the backlight is? I think part of the problem is we've stopped announcing the numbers. So maybe you got to give people a heads up on that. 802277 Just call it. You're sad. Did it better. Beck did it better. Yeah, call it's a 911. Dial that into your phone, that'll get you right to the back. <laughs> oh, I tell your kids, oh, uh, you're gonna be right there. What, Russell? That's what upsets you? Is oh, yeah, that's dialing that's 911 by accident. We have, we have Aaron Sun so listen. Aaron Sun listens to this podcast. He'll be we dialing that tomorrow. Big Dad, I need your phone. There's numerous kids at Woodbury that are gonna be calling people they're not supposed to right now. I have done that twice in my life. Can you believe that? That I have accidentally dialed 911 two times. Twice. Once I was at my dad's law office. And as a joke, <laughs> I mean a joke. I was like nine one one, and I hung like, up. The disco ball is too bright in here. They, they voltage. <laughs> They're gonna set a fire. It's unsafe. And the cops showed up, and my dad was like, "Why are you here?" And they're like, "Somebody called." And of course, I was like, "What?" I was like, "Huh? Who? <laughs> Maybe it's you, Dad. Maybe you called nine one one." Like I just, I just as a parent now, you realize like kids are so bad. At line, they cannot do it. They're just awful at it. Yeah. And then the other time, I was uh, uh, 27 years old, and I was in a coffee shop, and I had the guy's phone. And as a joke, I dialed 911 when it wasn't turned on. Turns out it was on, and it called. And once again, the cops called back, and I had to tell them that I had called them as a joke. So that was me uh, about six years ago <laughs> that I did that. 
Did I say 28? Was that six years ago? I feels like it was. I think I'm, I'm I think not, we're set. Listen, following I, the math here. I've got three guys who were all saying Bruce. We weren't booing. We were all saying Bruce. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Great. It's so great to be back after our long layoff. I can't wait to get into this album here. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, you've done your best to live the right way. You lay down every morning and get to work on that bamboo flute each day. But then your eyes go blind and your blood (laughs) runs cold. Because when you stand up, you're too weak to explode. Ooh. I feel so bad about editing out that bamboo flute joke from the last episode. That makes me feel terrible. Now that you brought that up as one of your quotes. And listen, I've got Aaron, and I've got a special report that Aaron's wife is trying to spice things up in the marriage. She came home the other day with a Brazilian. A Brazilian. And Aaron said, Ronaldo, get out of here. What are you doing? Why are you still here? So I've got Aaron in California. Aaron, how are you doing? Rob, I ain't a boy. I'm a man. I believe in the promised land. But you know what's funny? I was in Candy's room earlier, and I think I saw each one of you guys there before me. So I'm not sure that's a weird, oh, weird yeah. coincidence. Yeah. We all ended up in Candy's room. I don't know how it happened. Isn't there a name for that type of thing when you all kind of <laughs> visited the same destination? I got like one gray sock and one white sock too. <laughs> and I was disappointed because I literally thought it was a candies room. I'm furious. I'm yelling. I mean, this is like a reverse Willy Wonka situation where it's just a regular factory. And I work there now and I'm getting, I'm trying to take PTO. My middle management boss won't like me. Where are the Robin's eggs in here? Yeah. <laughs> I was promised candy. What are you talking about? Are you due to doubleheader of a podcast? You've already lost your mind within the first five minutes of the new episode. No, no. What? All right. Let's get to our first segment. This is a brand new segment. As you heard in the song, folks, no we are desperate for voicemails. We've got heck? lots of voicemails, but I don't want to play them right now. But the number is 802-277-BECK. We are begging. Just call and ask us a question or don't. You know what? Don't you sick fucks. Don't if, do it. Okay. If, don't, if, don't make me happy. To, you get off on a, that. This is you? a direct message to Matt's friends. Matt's on this podcast for one reason, because you fucking losers call yep. us and text us. So get on it. <laughs> yeah. Get on it. And we won't make fun of you. We won't do it. Okay. We are respectful. So wait, wait so if my friends don't call in, I don't have to be on this podcast. Any longer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Oh, I wonder why nobody's calling in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Phone lines went dry. What happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so listen, we are in a brand new segment, which I am calling Facebook comments that makes Rob angry. Play the theme song. Here this we go. Let's play the theme song for that. Facebook comments that made we have Rob Facebook angry. comments? What does that mean? You know, I know this is uh this is the this is the theme song. Because <laughs> these comments totally blew. They were very bad comments, okay? They blew. Is this gonna be about yes. the French election on Friday? This <laughs> Aaron Sunday. I guess it's Sunday. Sunday. These hey Rob, these comments weren't some kind of cool, they were some kind of blue, weren't they? This this LePaul versus Macron <laughs> shit is serious. If if people are commenting on that, it's gonna make you upset. Listen, Aaron, I know you want to talk about Frenching erections. We don't have time right now, okay? We have to talk about these Facebook comments where somebody slightly said something somewhat negative to me. Okay, here we go. Ready? So I made the terrible mistake of posting to a podcast Facebook group, the saddest place. If you want to see a bunch of fat white guys reply to your comments, this is probably the number one place you can go on the internet to check it out. That's a little real. Do we really have to use that term while I'm sitting here, Rob? Can we not call it something else? (laughs) It's 
it's it's it's a tough place to post to. And then so I posted the podcast and I said, listen, I have some audio questions. I think our podcast sounds a little bit too compressed. You know, I'm doing techie stuff. It's not a big <laughs> deal. Literally at no point did I ask for anything else. Just say, can you listen to the quality of the sound and see what you think? Wait, no, like you were like, I'm talking about my balls in the toilet, but I'm not I, sure if they're yeah, like, no, I was like, sound quality is perfect. <laughs> the levels like, are right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can you listen to this five minute song where I make fun of my friend mercilessly for absolutely no reason and tell me if uh, what you think of the EQ on there? Pro tip. I think you can just lower the level of the water in your toilet bowl, Rob. Pro tip. That's true. Yeah. Can you? You can just lower the level in your toilet bowl. How do you do yeah, that? You just you change uh, the. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. Change the what? Aaron, you were saying something. Put that little, little ball in the in the back of the toilet. Put Russell's it down. Got further, it, yeah, right? What? Just put it down. How do you just put it down? You, you can just, change the level because you you can change the length of the chain on there. That yeah. Uh, you know what the greatest thing was ever? There was a place where for some reason the I'm going to preemptively disagree with you that this is the greatest thing ever. I'm just, if this is like, I'm going to just tell. No matter what just, comes out of your mouth right now, it is not, not going to be ever. the greatest thing ever. Okay. I'm going to say Aaron's child. Oh, Aaron, how do you feel now? You don't think that's the greatest thing ever? You piece of shit. You're a piece of shit, Aaron. You can't believe your kid listened to management. You would say that. that, that. So I, the, the greatest is there was a place, where was it, where they had hot water in the toilet. So it was warm water. What? When you, Yeah. So when you what? sat down in the morning. Now, I also had a friend, I have to admit, in high school who confided in me. This was like junior year. Oh, no. That in the morning, he was like, I'm tired when I sit on the toilet. So I sit reverse and then put what? my head down on the tank and it feels good. <laughs> I like it. What? And I was oh, like, whoa. this rules. This is a great idea. This has flipped my world upside down. That's I highly bonkers. recommend if you want to spice up your life, let's get that reverse toilet sitting going on, folks. What would you guys think? Let's say you walked into your bathroom and someone didn't, you know, the door wasn't locked or anything. And you got up in the morning, weren't paying attention. You walk in and your spouse or someone else that was at your house for whatever reason is yeah. turned flipped out the other way around with their head down on the toilet, the back yeah. of the toilet. I don't know. You could oh. you could never talk to that person again. You could never talk to him again. Is this a bicycle built for two? And then you hop on yeah. the back. It's got yeah. the long lip. It's got the long seat. You know the long seat that nobody likes. Nobody's like, oh, I wish my toilet seat was way longer. I love these long toilet seats. That's what it's for. You hop on, Daisy, Daisy. What do you, what do you think the hashtag is, Rob? There's got to be a hashtag, right? So hashtag, oh, hashtag long toilet. Yeah. Hashtag poo for two. Let's see. I mean, hashtag poo for two. I came up with that off the top of my head. <laughs> is it two to the loo? Or that would be ten times more awkward than walking down Rob's stairs when he was a high schooler, and he, he's got to flip the channel quickly off the yeah. Aerosmith video or whatever he was yeah. watching. Can you? How you could never There's talk fewer to that than again? You could never. That. You that would be divorce territory, right? Oh, yeah. it, it, my, my, I think my parents were like. God, this kid is always watching QVC when really like the channel up was the grind. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this guy's getting this kid's getting really worked up watching QVC. So anyway, I recommend it. Hey, uh, hey, call in 802-277. Let us know how your reverse toilet adventures go. Reverse it could be life-changing. It could be like heating up your Captain Crunch and just toilet. be awesome. You don't know that it exists. But that's not the segment, okay? The segment is not talking about how we sit on the toilet. The segment is somebody saying something slightly mean to me on Facebook, and now I'm complaining about it. Mm. So this guy replies. Now, again, I asked for audio advice, okay? Not the dumbest fucking advice in the whole world. I would add that whoever, you, question mark, does the opener. So already, we know we're in bad state because we oh, know that the man. opener has been criticized before. Yeah, but okay. we've, asked for, we've asked for advice on the podcast Ooh, twice. This is... And this came up the last time too, didn't it? When will I learn? 
the 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 opener needs to slow down and enunciate his words better. Mm. <laughs> he is speaking faster than the words can come out of his mouth. What does that even mean? <laughs> You're a fucking loser of a, of a main host. What That's is that what it mean? means, I think. You piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck off. Hey, let me enunciate this. Go fuck yourself. Did you catch that, Kevin? My favorite part Kevin. of this is imagining how many times Rob has practiced this alone in a mirror today. Like, this is, I know this has been eating at Rob for the entire week. He's been doing these monologues. I, and I salute that, Rob. Like, that is a level of petty that I think is healthy. And for the both openers tonight, we're doing a double header tonight. For both of them, this is all I could think about when I was doing the intro. It made me so <laughs> mad. Piece of shit, Kevin. Go to hell. <laughs> Rob, you've been talking about doing your first uh, open mic night. What if, what if Kevin is sitting in the front row of your open mic night? He's like, this fucking comedian's talking faster than he can think. But what, what what does that even mean? Yeah, I'm talking fast. Do you want me really to say the intro slowly? Like, what are you talking about? And plus, you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm going to, this is the example we gave him. We're going to play the Hunky Dory episode. I'm going to play it through my speaker. Okay, we're going to see. 2024 friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest. It's pretty fast. Is decided by Rolling yeah, because it's boring as hell. Well, then why do it? The music excoriated the order and led us to making this. I don't know. Then why do it? Then why do it, Rob? Maybe this Kevin guy's not so fucking. Maybe he's not no. a fucking loser. You can't take Kevin's side in this. This is terrible. <laughs> you you can't come to us and say, well, the opening is boring as hell. Then why are we doing the opening? Oh my God. I feel like Aaron at the dance getting dumped by his date <laughs> after we took pictures together. Aaron, I have a question. After that dance, did you develop the pictures? Like, did you go to a photo place and say, hey, please develop these pictures? Then you get them back and you're like, oh, that's right. That sucked. Yeah, you know, honestly, so here's here's a here's a uh district. My my mom is listening to the podcast regularly. Uh she's not like it's 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 time yeah. for one-on-one with Aaron's, Aaron's mom. mom. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think she's not, you know, she's a few episodes behind, but she did text me recently and let me know that she listened to the Beyonce uh episode. Oh, uh, oh, during which worst. Russell yes, warned me that, is the that my mom was listening, so that wasn't great. But uh I, I think warned that, you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You definitely did. <laughs> and you were right. And she told me, she told me over text, Russell warned you that your mom was listening. <laughs> Uh, and so she definitely has photos at her home of this, of the night in question. So, uh, when she gets, when she gets around to hearing this episode, uh, I will ask her to text some photos into the Bex line of, uh, me and my date at the crystal ball, my freshman year oh my school, God. in uh, 1994. Oh my God. And you guys can yes. see the photos. Wake up, get out here. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to text the photos. Like, literally, I'm excited. I'm going to go wake up my kids and tell them about this. Yeah, my this mom is a big them. deal. They're, I cannot, they're at my mom's house. So, so guys, yeah, the photos exist. The Instagram for this show is just going to be Aaron at Walmart and then Aaron at the dances. Like, every <laughs> stage of Aaron's life. Like, Aaron's door on his car. We're going to throw that up in the Instagram. God, Ooh, this yeah, is great. This I podcast have to ask, is such a good idea. Aaron, we heard the story about, like, what happened that night. But what was your response over the next few days when your date, for the people that haven't listened to this episode, essentially... You t- you went with a date, uh, a lady asks a guy type of dance. Turns yeah. out she hooked up with her old boyfriend while you guys are at the dance. Right. What was your response like the next few days? Like when you go into school the, yeah. on Monday morning and people are like, 
how was the dance? Are you just yeah. like, oh, it was great? Or are you telling people like, no, it was a disaster? Yeah, who's who's crying in the bathroom stall next to me during lunch? Yeah, we were in the like we while were in they're the facing same... the wall while they where their heads <laughs> laid down on the toilet. Yeah, I, mean, just, I did a lot of I did a lot of backwards toilet sitting, just like a lot of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like, that's where I did my food. But like, we were in the doing same that on fucking- public toilet. That's a whole new guy. I'm gonna try that. That's gonna be my new daredevil. It's gonna be like, oh, I'm jumping the Grand Canyon. And I'm always like, oh yeah, I'm sitting backwards on public toilets. I'll be like, what the fuck, dude? Are you serious? Holy shit! What? I'm gonna have like a helmet on. Oh my god, guys, this is gonna be the greatest YouTube channel of all. I gotta go. Goodbye. Well, I gotta get over. I got a new idea. I gotta get out. <laughs> we were in the same biology class. Like I had to go like on Monday morning. Like I had yeah. to go to biology class with Angie and be like, "Oh, hello." No, and then no, that was my freshman year of co- of of college of high school. It was her sophomore year. I don't think we spoke another word to each other for the rest of the time we were in nice. high school together. She just like pretended that I did not exist. Can, I, but, can uh, I make an admission that's more embarrassing than the backwards toilet seat sitting? <laughs> uh, sorry, Russell, we've run out of time. Sorry, we gotta go. We don't have time. Yes, of course. Get, get out here again. So a few weeks ago, I was listening to the episode where Aaron got dumped on the date, and he said the person's name, and I was so curious that I started Googling this person. Yes. And, and I did like I did like the deep dive and like, who is this person did now? What her? is their life like now? Yeah. yeah. If you want to Google it, our listeners could Google it and figure out what this person's up to now. I she's thought she was doing great things. She was smart, and her whole family was smart. She's probably doing great things. Yeah, we'll move it along. <laughs> she dumped your ass, Aaron. Forget her. Aaron looks at her Facebook. It's just a picture of her kissing that guy in high school. He's like, why? <laughs> Not more. Again. Uh. His wife comes in. Honey, are you sitting backwards on the toilet again? Are you having a bad day? I, I, I will say this. I didn't pay enough attention, but I don't think whoever she is married to now is the same guy that you got dumped the, the 400 meter relay champion. Yeah. Oh no, definitely not. No, it was definitely not. No, he, he, uh, he might've fallen off by, by, uh, at some point in high school, but he ran with a different crew. He was like a muscle car guy. Okay. So listen, the comments not over, uh, for what it's worth. <laughs> Let's bring it back to Rob's. I feel like here. like Rob is well, working listen. some stuff out. I was quiet while you guys were talking about whatever. I feel like the podcast has kind of a 90s morning radio vibe rather than a podcast. What the fuck? That sentence makes no sense. It is a podcast. It sounds like a podcast. No, it, okay. No, to, to be fair, the last fair. time we asked for feedback, we put it on. The, you said it to some guy who reviews podcasts yeah. and then you listen to his podcast review. And the first thing he did is call us a morning zoo show. He, he essentially called us the exact same thing. I can't believe that anybody would think that this show has, I mean, we take, I mean, really we're talking about things that are serious business. You know, I think there's a lot of things going on in the world right now that we need to address. And I think the fact that we, that we take it seriously is, is important. We talked about the conversation. juice drinking. Aaron wants to talk about the French elections. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. This stuff's important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron, uh, I know we have biology class together, but uh, your girlfriend and I have French class later today <laughs> after school. <laughs> <laughs> See, I held my tongue for that joke. Okay. Comment continues. There's more. Uh, rather what? than a podcast. Again, it is a podcast. It sounds like a podcast. But that might work really well for the kind of audience you're trying to reach with it. Yes, that is. Now you are correct, Kevin. The fucking losers. Our fucking losers like this 90s radio shit. 
And then, you know what's even worse? Is then I go to the bottom, and this is the horse shit I'm talking about. Uh, Steve says, uh, comments. Steve says, music nut here. Very interesting segment about the Bextein piano. Yes! What the yes. fuck? <laughs> That's a props to me. Yeah. So, props to Russell. Hilarious bit about the <laughs> XXX parody Hunky Dory gets no love whatsoever. Russell's bit about a hundred year old piano. People love it. Guys, do I not understand this 90s zoo show, zoo crew landscape that I've set up for myself? It what? makes no sense. <laughs> fucking losers that listen to us. They don't even know how to call in anymore. Dumb shits. All right. This let's guys, let's get hey, into our role. Le- lesson learned. Don't don't put the podcast up for for feedback ever again. Oh, Rob, right? Yeah. Well, I asked the guy, hey, could you consult for the audio and see how we could make it sound better? He goes, yeah, it's 125 bucks an hour. I said, what? What? How could it be 125 bucks an hour for you to listen to the podcast and tell me if it's good or not? It makes no sense. You charge 100 bucks an hour for physics advice when you didn't know shit about physics. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Can't trust anybody out there. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about this podcast and I was like, hmm, is this worth? Uh, and then he goes, oh, and it'll take two hours. I was like, yeah, I bet it fucking will take two hours. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, let me think. Is this podcast worth $250 of my money to make it sound slightly better? Uh, fucking no. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Our audience doesn't even call in. Get out of here. How, Listen, could they, how, rolling- how could they only do two hours when it takes four hours for us to record one fucking episode tonight? Because <laughs> no, one, no one knows how to record anything. Yeah. Step one, how do you get it so your computers don't shut off mid-recording every night? Oh, so weird. <laughs> uh, rolling going, Russell. How's it going with you? <laughs> Things are going okay. In my rolling life. going. Last um, there, I had a great moment this week where I got great feedback on my podcast. I don't know if you guys know I'm the, I'm the music expert on a podcast, and I got great feedback on my Beckstein piano at Trident Studio list. So nice. Some Congratulations. People, some people yep. might not you have gotten good, good feedback that. on, if you guys have your own podcast, you might not have gotten great feedback, but I got great feedback on my podcast. But the other thing I was going to share tonight is, a few weeks ago, we talked about gifts, how I got a, a great gift Ooh, from my nephew cards, gave me yeah. baseball cards. You know what? Tonight, I'm enjoying another gift, and I was going to share show my gift with you guys. And as you can see, I am drinking a, a Moscow Mule at the beginning. Well, I was drinking a Moscow Mule for the last episode and into this episode, too. But as you can see, I'm finally <laughs> drinking same it. Same Russell, same our mule. last episode was a week ago. Jesus Christ, you Still got a problem. Still drinking the same mule. Yeah. As you can see, thing. I am There's drinking it earned. in an official <laughs> Moscow Mule Copper mug. Ooh, I've never the had these finish? before. Those are that's beautiful. Rob has always commented that I'm not using the right type of glassware for my drinks, but I am now in the world of having the correct glassware for a Moscow yep. Mule. I have a set of four copper mugs. Yeah, and wow. I've also it came with this is um I, I should give credit to my my mom actually got me. I think Mother's Day is coming up, but when this recording comes out. Oh, true. And so it's 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 time <laughs> for one on one with Russell's mom. Oh yeah. So as you can see, along with the, the set of four mugs, I got a big copper st- spurring, you know, stirring spoon that goes with it. Or a spurring spoon, yeah. Yep. And then I also got uh, <laughs> these copper stew. straws that come with it. And oh. then the best part of it is this little thing that the stick that goes into the straws to, to clean, clean the out straws. the straws. Classy. Yes. Very classy. And so I thought I just would share that. Like, like I am officially becoming, you guys have ripped on my drinking, my bartending skills before, but if I've got the whole set, you guys got to start giving me props for, yeah, for what got, I've got my setup here, right? We got nothing right? to say about that. Yeah, you, so who, 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 did you, who did you get this from, Russell? Where I'm going to give this? props to my mom. My mom got me these nice. for Christmas this last year, so I'm kind of curious. 
Um, Mother's Day is coming up. Share your greatest mother, your mother's, your favorite moment with your mom. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what okay, you I'm gonna to edit out, me first. I'm going to edit out the minute of silence that we just had while we all looked at each other blankly. <laughs> my, mom, my mom was here on Mother's Day last year. So I'm 42 years old. I was 41 last year on Mother's Day. And it was one of the first post-pandemic times where my mom could come visit. And so uh, my mom was here on a Mother's Day, which was beautiful. So like I was here with my mom and my wife, who is the mom of my son. That was fantastic. I I think we had a good day. We gave my mom a little salt box for a gift. It's like a little olive wood thing. I think she still uses it in her kitchen. So that's the most recent, but a fantastic memory to have been able to be here with my mom in uh, California on Mother's Day. Was there any sort of rivalry? Like how how do you allocate your mother time when you have when you have your wife and your mom? No. And she's yeah, in town. She's out, not she's yeah, not just I mean, there for an hour. She's there the whole time, right? Yeah, but what turned out great was that um we did like we did a little bit of stuff together. Um my mom and her husband um brought over some donuts and some croissant sandwiches. Uh and so we ate some breakfast together and then my wife took some time to hang out with some friends, like just moms with no kids. And we went down to the lake with uh, with my son and and my mom. And uh, it was all it was all love, man. And then like and then in the afternoon, my wife and I got to go out for a little cocktail. It was beautiful. My mom is such a boy. And this is a new new term that I didn't really know about. But like boy, mom, um, boy, you know that mom. term so that she you got three boys. Right. And so I, I think back to like when I was a kid. And she was such a boy mom that she was our official scorekeeper for all of our baseball games. And still even in like when we were doing like adult Richfield Ramblers ball. Yeah, she was she was keeping score and stuff like that. So she was that much into what we were doing and knew that much about baseball that she was the official scorekeeper. I thought I always thought that was pretty cool. Definite props. Props. And the laundry thing. Let's not forget that she comes over still. Matt, who's 41. Matt has stared daggers through us. He was Does not happy laundry. about that call out. Uh, no, she, no, 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 no. She, she, fold, she, she folds, folds the laundry. Ten. She folds. She, I, I, I do the laundry. She I'm going to interrupt to just let Rob twist in the wind a bit longer on this one because we know this is one of the things Rude. he loves to talk about most and say that I have some great rem- memories of Russell's mom too because Russell's mom was so good to us when we were in college. She would overnight us the VHS of Monday Night Raw and, uh, and wow. uh, Monday Nitro. That was amazing. Yeah, uh, we went a whole. We didn't even talk any wrestling last week, Rob. I yeah, know you're disappointed week. about that. <laughs> whole week of no wrestling. That was yes, that, yes, that fed our wrestling uh, addiction. She was great for that. She came. She showed up to my recitals both she years, did. junior and senior. Year, she came to my recitals, and uh, yeah. So I had some great memories of Russell's mom too. So props there too. I, I, I've, I've had good memories with Aaron's mom as well. We stayed yes, in Ankeny, yes, Iowa. Indeed. We did a road trip down there and we stayed there. And the, the favorite memory of this happens actually happens to do with Aaron's mom's dog at the time who proceeded peace, to hump one of our, one of our friend's shoulders. The, yes, the dog was a, was a, a constant humper. If you yeah, will, she would really go after <laughs> it. Yeah. Listen, I've, I've got to say, okay. That probably my favorite hey, Rob, memory. Rob, don't bring up the the minivan backseat thing. <laughs> the you had to edit that the favorite. <laughs> what's what's your dad's favorite memory of your mom? Man, if Kevin brings this up while Rob's on stage during his 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 comedy show, it's going to be a disaster. Do you know how long while well, you guys have been talking about your bullshit? 
that I've been trying to think of something funny that is spelled M-I-L-F so I could make some joke and I haven't been able to do it. Bullshit. Everything we said was true. Nobody was bullshitting right so now. So you think your mom's a MILF? No. no. It's, okay. So here's the deal. Matt. This is why I'm glad I edited it. Yeah. Mom, I'd like to FaceTime because I like talking to my mom on the phone. Ooh, nice. Nice. Thank you. Listen, the favorite thing, my of course, my mom, listen, you can imagine raising me. Uh, she gave me lots of uh, uh, constructive feedback, and you can imagine how well I took that. I was very open to other people's ideas of how I could improve. I liked uh, I liked that when when that happened. But the greatest thing that my mom has ever given me is this picture. Um, you know what? Why don't I? I'll text it to you guys. You guys have your phones on, right? So this picture is. I have a picture of me simply eating eggs. I am simply eating eggs in the kitchen, and well, my mom is behind me. Before. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking at, at me. So, so this is a picture of my mom just staring daggers into the camera. Well, a young Rob who looks exactly like 42-year-old Rob, same hairstyle, same look in his eye, is eating the largest forkful of eggs that you've ever seen. And you can just tell that my mom's look is like, what the fuck? Like, this is what, this is, I've worked hard. This is my progeny. This is what I'm dealing with. So I got to say, happy Mother's Day to all those moms out there who have put up with us. Uh, and I, you know, it's just like my mom is the absolute best. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Although I will say this, I'm going to edit this out, but my mom has started taking CBD gummies with all this stuff that's going on. Ooh, okay. And so she'll now call my sister and be like, straw have like one hole or two. <laughs> my sister's like, okay, mom, good to talk to you. That's great. Like, nice to see you. She's like, you know, money is just like something we made up. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I see green and you see green, but they're the same green. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Rob, take your headphones out for a second. All right. I'm editing all this out. So whatever you say, it's out. Aaron and Matt, maybe we should see if Rob's mom can host the podcast. She does the intro a little bit slower and Kevin would probably take kinder to it. I'd appreciate that's that. True. Her, her that's true. Clean enunciation and good diction. All right. You're good, Rob. That's- Rob, flag him down, Matt. So happy Mother's Day uh, to all those moms out there. Actually, Russell, can I do my rolling going now? Because it is Mother's Day related. Rolling going, Rob. How's it going with and you? And I got to say, my rolling going is that my wife, uh, Jenny, is currently in London. London. Uh, with my oldest daughter. London and town. Cheerio. There's one reason why they went to London, and that is Harry my daughter my daughter is a giant fan of uh, the band Lil Mix, and they're playing one of their final concerts before they break up in London. <laughs> no, so I'm calling it a pause. My wife and daughter flew <laughs> to fucking London for uh, a concert across the pond, it. as we like That's, to say. We oh flew across gosh. the pond uh, and <laughs> into amazing. London. And That's my daughter type shit. just went to this concert and I got to show you what she says post That's so great concert. She said this, and this is really, and, and I realized like as a parent, like my daughter says things like, Oh, is this what a roller coaster is like? I'm like, what the fuck? Have you never been on a roller coaster? How are you 13 years old? You've never been on a roller coaster. That's me. She told me once she has never been in an arena to see a basketball game. And I was like, what am I doing as a parent? So this, she, <laughs> she posts a picture of my daughter. She has, she has been in a plane to go overseas you see an arena though right oh and that reminds me fucking this weekend when we were flying around my daughter and my wife are sitting first class and i am not i am in the back of the plane my 13 year old is flying first class i was like how does this work 
What is going on? It was a it's, nightmare. It's strain insanity. She she posts a picture of her, Russell. You'd love this. Mm-hmm. She is crying post-concert. Her makeup is running all over the place. She's she had crying. a great time. She goes, I sobbed the whole time. I'm honestly speechless. And this is what she writes on Instagram, my daughter. My head is burning fire. All I can hear is a whistle in my ears. My left ear gave out at the very end of the show, and now I can't hear out of it. And yet, this is the best night of my life. I saw a little mix, and I'm speechless. Everything was better in person. Vocals, costumes, dancing, accent, everything. Wow. Iconic and talented. Incredible show that I'll remember forever. Thanks, Mom. What the hell? I helped, too. Like, I'm here <laughs> no, with the no, other one. No, Thanks, no, Mom. You didn't, you didn't take her to that concert. <laughs> the other one. You're, sitting in, you're sitting in an apartment in New York. She's in London. Yeah, you're talking to your friends. Yeah. Eating yeah. some fish and chips after the concert, right, Rob? Yeah, well, hey, I spent time with the younger one today. Well, she was on her phone while I hurried, tried to prepare for a podcast that I didn't have nearly enough time to prepare for. It's equal. Things are equal. Parenting's tough. The bet, my favorite, favorite, favorite part of this is today Rob's <laughs> feedback was about how he's a terrible podcast host. And Jenny's feedback was about how she gave her daughter the greatest night of her life. Yeah. It's tough. By it's the tough way, Rob. Yeah. H- happy Mother's Day, where I have to now cook breakfast. Oh boy, I can't wait till Father's Day, where I get to cook dinner. Like it's such bullshit. This whole thing is bullshit. That's always that's always the joke, right? It's like Mother's Day. It's like kids stay away from your mom. It's her day. Let's let her have her thing. And then on Father's Day, it's kids. Let's go hang out with your father. It's Father's Day. You know, go out and do something yeah. with your. You know, it's so, it's, so happy. So, so two Day. so so two things. Should should I know who this band is? Yeah, I don't. I don't know this band. I, we. Yeah. I feel like we need to play some of their music on the podcast. All right, here Loop it is. Into the background. Shout out to my ex. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, they were also excited because. They went to Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, and my wife was bragging that, oh, yeah, we bought the Fast Pass tickets so we don't have to wait in line. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck is waiting in line to go to a wax museum? Who, the, who wants to go to a fucking museum and see wax figures? To be fair, to be fair, some of us waited in line to see the Timberwolves get worked. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The wax defense of Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. But I was like, <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, wow, I get to see a wax figure of Ed Sheeran, already one of the ugliest men on the planet. He looks like a <laughs> hobbit. It, he, he, his body looks like my big toe. He was an extra in Game of Thrones because yeah. they needed more ugly redheads. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, then, so, then I'm, so then my wife's like, oh, good. I, we skipped the line. Apparently, the line was 90 minutes to get into the wax oh, museum. Oh, oh. Unreal. So, so, so she says... Having a 13-year-old daughter is great because my wife also, Jenny, also, uh, and happy Mother's Day again. Uh, I love you very much. She <laughs> tripped outside the wax museum and spilled her popcorn all over the floor and was picking it up and putting it back into a container. And my daughter took a video of it and posted it to Instagram. <laughs> so got to enjoy making fun of those moms. Out there. Russell, the last thing, I mean, like yeah. what, the flight, the flight to London from New York is like, it's, it's less than a flight from New York to LA. Isn't sure. it right? It's like seven hours. Oh yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. It's, it's in like it's six hours. Seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. I mean, it's like the same, like if you really think about it, it's not, I mean, yeah, you're going to another country. So it's like a New stuff. York to Vegas type of thing. Yeah. So gotcha. it's not, it's not and like they're like flying to Australia or something. And I, and I didn't realize this until you're out there and you're like, well, fuck yeah. If I lived in New York, I'd be going over there all the time or Ireland, all that stuff. What I don't get is how they can carry the tickets around. 
Because I looked and it says that the tickets were 70 pounds. And I was like, those are the heaviest tickets I've ever heard of <laughs> in my life. You're gonna need Can a you backpack. convert that into kilograms quickly or not? 32. Can't have a, 32. Can't have a fanny pack for that one. Oh, guys, that was such a strong joke. So that's, that's, that's my rolling going. Uh, Aaron, rolling going, how's it going with you? Oh, I wanted to give a brief car update because I know everyone's uh, interested uh, in how my car life I'm is going. Interested. We're yeah, so picked interested. Up- Picked up the car on Tuesday. So Tuesday this week, uh, my wife went to work in the office. So that hasn't happened for two years. So she had to be in the office. Happened to coincide with my son getting another fucking cold. So he was home sick on Tuesday when she went to the office. So uh, he got more uh, television time than he's ever had in his life. Uh, But the car was finished at the body shop. So we went to pick up the car on Tuesday I had to talk him into it. Uh, and then, of course, once we got there, he thought that, the, you know, the body shop was amazing. There's like all yeah, these machines course. and stuff. So he was into that. Um, the car is fine. Um, but I do have to give it, you know, I'm, I still, when I drive around in the car, I feel like an absolute baller. But I got to say, the thing I like the most. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't feel like a baller after what I did to that car. Yeah. Well, there's that. There's that. But it's fixed now. You wouldn't even know. How paranoid were you driving out of the body shop being like, I swear to God, if I back into something here, I'm never. Yeah, I mean, well, no. Here's here's the thing. Tonight, I I came home and I backed up the driveway, and I and I was like, I was trying to be like real, real slick with how I backed it up because I got to back it up to the garage to be able to plug it in. Uh, So I backed up to the garage, and then I realized once I got into the garage, like, oh, this is the exact parking spot that I was in when we messed up the door the first time. So yeah. tomorrow when we leave the scene to the crime, if you will. Yeah. So tomorrow when we leave, when we leave, we're going to have to have someone like be a spotter on the front end of the car uh, to, to get out. But uh, my favorite thing about the car, or just don't hit it. Just don't hit the thing when yeah. you're backing out. Well, I don't That'd know. Maybe just do that. Yeah. No, I'm smart. My favorite thing about the car is it's got automated, you know, seat memory. Like, Oh, you remember is like, where my seat was or my, where my wife's seat was when we, when we, uh, you know, are done, but it knows that like the driving position and the getting out of the car position are not the same. So when you turn mm-hmm. the car off, yep. it kind of like slow motion slides the seat back so that you can get out of the car. And I, that, that moment, like to quote Rob, that's my vacation. That moment yep. where I get home from preschool, my son is strapped into his car seat. I turn off the car and I know for this moment, two seconds, three seconds, the, the, the seat is going to move itself back yep. slowly and to get out of the car position. That's my vacation right there. Cause I'm not going to rush it. The car knows I need this time. Great so that's car. my favorite thing about the car. Imagine you writing a letter. Imagine you're like 18, right? And you get a letter from yourself as a 42 year old that goes, uh, Oh, real quick highlight of my life. Currently uh, my car seat <laughs> goes slightly back when I open it. Yeah, totally. Uh, have, have fun. By the way, I'm a, I'm a middle manager. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of middle management, this album that we're going to talk about, which I love so much, uh, is so much about jobs and the working man and labor. What album are we talking about? And this we can't be the Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Bruce really anymore. Darkest Lonely Asian Town. It's about the working man. We were talking a little bit in the interlude, uh, spoiler alert, double album, double recording tonight for us. We were talking a little bit in the interlude about hiring and firing at work. And uh, I've done it a little bit, mostly hiring, very little firing. Um, but Rob asked me about some strategies. My favorite question to ask in an interview is, what is a job that is not on your resume? So I'm asking you guys, what was a job that you've had in your life that is not on your professional resume? I, I've told you guys before, I was the worst soccer referee ever. I would yes. forget to start yes. my watch. I would not call hands. I did not call any sort of fouls. 
I just wanted the time to get over when it was mm-hmm. halfway through the game and parents are yelling me. They were like, ref, how much time is left? I was like, look at my watch, realized I never started. I'd be like five minutes. I didn't call any penalties, but I did get certified to make more money. But I have never advertised to any employer that I was a, a certified soccer official. Certified soccer official. Love it. Matt, what do you got? Uh, I think at, I, I, uh, along oh, with and my I friend, sold those Kevin, knives. If you guys don't, yeah, I, I, can't I, believe was, I was waiting for that one. I was waiting for that one. I love them knives. I, I did have it on my resume for a while and people kept asking. So you were there for two days. What happened? And I was like, yeah, uh, uh, uh. sorry, Matt, but you're up. I worked for a long time at Menards. Oh, uh, good, good spot. You know, and you so save big money, you save big money. When you shop Menards. This money is 70 pounds. This is big money I saved. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do at Menards, Matt? Uh, me and uh, my friend Kevin from Nashville now, we were the world's greatest cart gatherers at Menards. Nice. Oh, that's a good job. You know, because we, we, I, kept, I kept asking for a promotion, Rosie. Like, I want to move into the hardware department <laughs> or I want to move yeah. into ele- electrical. That was the big one. That was, that was a good department to move into. And we were so good at being the cart guys. Too good. We just said, nah. no, yep. too good. Ooh, it's tough. It's tough. So you yeah. can't get too good at your current job. That's no, like, I, I I've, I've done a real cool thing in my new job where I'm the guy who doesn't read email well and everybody just knows it. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful to have that reputation because you can just be like, oh, I didn't know we were doing that. And they're like, oh yeah, you don't read email well. Nobody judges you. Like I thought being bad at your job, people are going to be like, oh, this is a bad <laughs> thing. It turns out it's a great thing. Nobody expects me to read my email. That, that's a, a good one. The the other thing that somebody told me one time is never like everybody knows who's calling now, right? Everybody's got caller ID of some yeah. sort. So like my job where people call and they know, I know that they're calling or whatever. I never say like, oh, hey, Rob, how you doing? You know, so that yeah. they know I'm calling. I always say, hello, this is Matt, you know, kind of a thing. Yep. And so that they never know that I know that they know that they know <laughs> that I know that they... <laughs> I follow this. I I, yeah. I comply yeah. with the strategy 100%. Keep up the yes. first wall. I don't want them to know that I know that they're calling and I'm not answering their phone call because it's them calling kind of a deal. So, we might yeah. need yeah. to delete this, but Matt, were, were you fairly paid? <laughs> were you fairly paid when you worked at Menards or not? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't remember, you know. I, Did I... Did I ever tell you guys one of the first major interviews I had was to be an attorney, a corporate attorney at Menards oh, out of law really? school? Really? Yeah, so, I didn't know this one. So I, I did all this like on-campus interviewing at all the big firms downtown. I didn't get any of the jobs. I was like, what the fuck? I made a huge mistake. I paid all this money to go to law school. I got good grade. I did everything I was supposed to, and I can't get a job. And the job market was terrible. So I interviewed yeah. at Menards. And... It was like a corporate attorney where you do like workman's comp stuff. You do whatever type of stuff for Menards. So I, I, I had a first In-house interview counsel, yeah. and it was at the Richfield Menards. Maybe the, oh, that one was new. So you wouldn't have worked at that one, Matt, but at local Menards, no. right? Well, that, that one was new. Uh, uh, it was a funny, funny side story. That one was new in 2012. No, 2013. Mm-hmm. Right. So I worked at the old one. It was 2013 because Leo, my son, was the first ever person through the doors when they opened that new Menards what? because my yes. father-in-law is such a huge Menards fan. <laughs> oh, and, he's, and, and he and and they were closed. Right. That one was closed, Russell, for like, I don't know, five months while well, they, they redid they bulldozed and expanded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was close. And my, my father, it was like the worst thing ever. And so 
again. Sorry to take up too much. I'm railroading your thing here, Russell. No, you're but good. My father-in-law hated it. So then when it was opening up again, and that's all my father-in-law would talk about, like, you know, like, hey, you know, the Menards, about a month, about a month, it's going to open up. And so then we got up at 5.30 on whatever, it was like March Jesus. 13th of 2013 Jesus. and got there because they were going to open up at 6 o'clock. And there was one other guy there that had our idea. And so my father-in-law grabbed Leo, who was one at the time, and he ran ahead of this guy to be the first people into that Menards ever. So, yeah, sorry. First, so, so, yes, it was 2013. That's, that's, when, hey, that's when they redid it. Hey, Fantastic. Kevin on Facebook, guess what? Does this sound like a 90s radio show to you? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. This is real Minnesota stuff. You cannot get more Minnesota podcasts. Then four guys talking about various Menards around the Twin <laughs> Cities area. Yeah. This is real work for, this is working buddy. person life. This is what Bruce Springsteen was singing about. This is why he made music. So, so I'm going to interview for a corporate attorney job. I'm out of law school, like an entry level attorney job, and they wanted me. To, so their headquarters are in Eau Claire, so probably a two hour drive from Minneapolis area. Yeah. But before an interview at the corporate headquarters, they wanted me to interview with one of like the, the managers of the, a local store. And so I, I, I throw on the suit and everything. I get my resumes ready. I walk in just to like the local Menards. Cause that's where my interview is going to be at. And so I go in and I, they they're I'm waiting for the person to come meet me or whatever. And so they have me sitting in like the little lobby area where, where the staff has their lunch, I, like in the middle of the store. Oh God, I, I was oh, picturing whoa. you like, I thought they'd put you like in the patio furniture section. Like, hey, you know what? There's a chair here. I put it together yesterday. It's great. Sit here. It's so funny. So, so I'm sitting there in this little like lobby area. There's probably like you know four tables where where the staff has their lunch, and this like 15 year old kid is sitting next to me. And he's like, "Oh, are you here for an interview?" And I was oh. like, "Yes." Oh he's my like, god. Well, what are you interviewing for? And I'm like, "Well, a corporate attorney." And he's like, "Holy shit!" And he's like. <laughs> He's like the guy who, you know, is it's his job to like move the patio furniture yeah, around yeah. or whatever. He's, a, he's like, like well, I'm a cart expert. Wait, like, were you wearing a suit and he was wearing like patio furniture moving? He probably yes, had his blue, yeah, yeah, his blue vest and his gloves oh, and his God. little box yeah. cutter. He was ready to go. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm sitting there I'm like, so oh, my good. God, this is my life right now. And so eventually I get through and I pass the interview. I had a good first interview or whatever with them. So they set me up for the the interview with like the corporate team in Eau Claire. So. Middle of summer, I drive my car out there. My car air conditioning is dead. My air oh, conditioner has no. died. So it's like oh, 900 no. degrees. So I'm wearing the suit. I'm driving out to Eau Claire. So I go out to oh, Eau Claire. Be Eau Claire. And this is like, <laughs> it's nice. hard to get Thank a job. Man. Everything is just rejection. It's it's terrible. So I get out there and I go through the interview and I crush the interview. And normally yes. I'm ve- normally I'm very hard on myself. I, I find huh? every fly I can. But I was like, I, I did really well. And so... They offer me, they're essentially offering me the job and they're saying like, Hey, we'd love to have you join us or whatever. And they do the thing, Aaron, you're a middle management. So you may do this type of thing. They don't tell me what they're offering me financially. They slide a sheet of paper across the table oh, with, wow. the num- with the numbers written on in there. person. Ooh, yes. Yeah. You got to walk. You got to walk and sleep on it. Yeah. Guess what the number was. Guess what the number was. And, and I, you know what? I don't want to judge what anyone was being paid, but I was a, a law school graduate at this point. I had a bachelor's degree. And uh, uh, graduated from law school, and they slide it across. It was sixteen bucks an hour. No, what? <laughs> yes. What? It was sixteen bucks an hour. And I was like, I was staring at it. I was like, I was in shock. Whoa. And so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, wow. 
And they're like, well, the thing is, we'll ask you to work overtime. And so you'll get paid time and a half for the overtime. So that's where you'll wake up a lot of the oh, time. Oh, 24. Nice. And so yeah, the whole time I'm sitting here looking work. at this, I'm like, hell I'm like, no. Shit. Yeah. I went through the Menards in-person interview, the drive out here, and I thought I crushed it. And now I've got to do the drive back with no yeah. air conditioning, knowing I've got to reject the offer if they oh, give it to me. And so I got home, they gave me the offer, and I said I, could, I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And you knew you were in trouble when the kid with the, in the patio furniture was like, yeah, I passed my bar on the second try. I don't know. Like, I'm in trouble with it, but I got it. So I'm making 60 bucks an hour now. I'm sad, actually. This is great. So I'm sure it's a great company. I, I can I can commend Matt for getting his son in there, the yeah. first kid in there. But my but recollection this, that's is a, that's they, were, a they were a little story, stingy. But I'm, this is, I'm so excited that, that we talked about this because this is what Bruce was singing about all the way back in 70, whatever it was. Like he was already singing about the plight Matt, of the working person. I got to ask you, I know Aaron's trying to get me to do something that I don't want to do, but Aaron, man, I got to ask you. Wait, what do you mean? Aaron, you just got to talk about the van in the backseat. Yeah, that's, what <laughs> is it? that's the way to no, do no, it. No, 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 no. Matt, Disco ball, how pissed shining. off were you when people didn't return their cart? Like, did that put you into a fury or was that, maybe it's no. kind of fun and you get to go do the cart thing and that's fun too. I think that's Yeah, no, it, I mean, skill. it was fine, right? But like, to this day, I return my cart yes. to the cart corral on yeah, I you're know a virtuous. So. Let me let me ask you, Matt. You might be interested in this. It's a YouTube channel, and I recommend everybody go watch it. It's it's a guy called Cartnarks, and he is a guy. And you got to watch it sometime. He's a guy that has a like a body cam on, right? And like, hold on, like hold a, on, hold on a second. GoPro. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, Rob, Rob, Rob. What? Mute your thing for a second. Here. Okay. Rosie, this is where you, you you're going to jump in right now. You're going to say, Rob. I want your fucking job. What the hell do you do all day that you can watch the car? Okay. All right. So hold yeah. on. Let, we'll let him start talking. You right. jump in and do just the reverse thing he does to you every day. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah, all right. I'm ready. All right, Rob, go ahead. So what I are was, we watching? It's a YouTube channel called Cartnarks. Rob, what the okay. fuck? Rob, I was today, I was building an MS Teams power app for my <laughs> boss to track our projects. I didn't have time to watch fucking Cartnarks. What do cart you do narks? for a job? You're yeah. just watching Cartnarks all Listen, day. I'm a semi-professional MILF hunter, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to get by in this world. But these MILFs are getting harder and harder to find. <laughs> it's tough. So you're looking on Cartnarks for MILFs? <laughs> so yeah, well, hey, you got to do what you can. So listen, Cartnarks is this guy who hour. will catch people not returning the cards. Oh. And then run to them, stick a sticker on their car. He'll stick like a magnet on their car that says, I don't put my card away. And he'll <laughs> he stick it on the car. Yeah. And then oh, the people no. come out and scream at him. And he's filming the whole yes. thing. And the whole time they'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, well, I'm a good person. I guess I want to put my card away. You don't, you're a bad person. You don't want to put it away. And I he's guarantee just the most annoying person. And I cannot stop watching it. It is unbelievably. He's running. People are sprinting after him. He's like, oh, you could have worked this hard to put the card away as he's like running from somebody with a crowbar. So <laughs> fucking funny. funny. He doesn't do it. He, he doesn't put it on any like big trucks, does he? Like he's just oh, going yeah. after the old just people. Every Prius, just just like finding every Prius <laughs> on the Civic. It's got- <laughs> do you think we could sponsor him? Would he put Beck did it better stickers on people's cars oh. or not? That's one step above my idea of airdropping this in the subway, which is our next marketing move. Car dark. Yeah. Uh, and then in the airdrop, it's going to say, skip the first 20 seconds. Nobody likes the intros. Go fuck yourself, Kevin. I'm still mad at you. Uh, rolling going, Matt. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I, 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 my rolling going this week is, is a little bit of podcast cleanup and, and feedback that I've gotten from. Yeah. Like, sucks, about like, Rob quote, unquote, it's the worst. No, but I've gotten more than once now in the last, 
a couple months or so, people have started saying like, why don't you guys like speed this up and like do like three or four albums in, in one episode? And I'm like, what? That's talking about what? itself. No, I'm not. I, I had why don't you guys brought, just I told, end the podcast and maybe let me go to bed or whatever. Right. So like, I've, no, I've told this, I've told people like, look, I, at like episode 20, I was like, let's do this. But I think people are trying to get us to move along and want us, <laughs> want our podcast to be over. They don't want to listen anymore. So what the hell? That's I mean, so cripes, no, if they don't want to listen, don't listen. Right. Why are they trying to push it? And they're like, well, you're never going to get to 500. I go, well, yes, we, we probably are. will. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. We're we probably will. What happened? And what happens if we get to, you know, instead of being at episode like 250 and being over, you know, we're to 500. What is the difference? I mean, you know, if you get, I don't know. So the difference is if we I, make it to 500, we're done. If we make it to 500, that's it. And we're done. The fucking yeah. loser listeners out there that have nothing right. going on in their life. They just have to find fault in our lives. Exactly. They can't focus on their own and be positive. Blowing out our candle doesn't make their shine any brighter. Right, right Amen. Russell? Amen, Matt. I yeah. hear you. Well, I just, I was just, I, you know what? I, I used to be on that train and then you guys got me back onto straight and narrow that. Yep. Why the, why the hell would we do that? Why, why no. in the world would we try to speed this thing up? So I was just doing a quick podcast check-in, make sure you guys were still aligned with the, the mission. And the Absolutely. Goal. Aligned. My okay. now, I have to admit, my plan is to quit at one thirty nine, right before that replacements album. <laughs> I think that's going to be one of the greatest gags of all time. Because you're there for me. It's going to be so great. We should we should do like four ninety eight, and then just be like, eh, I don't know. Here's the thing, right? Is we know that they're going to change the list again, right? You yeah, know that are. before we're yeah. done, they're going to change the list again, guys. Because lemonade, yeah, lemonade's going to be number one, like for sure. Lemonade's going to be number one before we get to five. You think so? Yeah, I think when they change top it, five. Yeah. Be a top five, yeah. But yeah, no, Matt, we are, listen, Matt, we're in it. We're in it to win in it. To win it. Yep. Okay? We cannot quit. We are going to be doing this until, like, our kids are all grown up and out of the house, and I'm still staring at these dumb little boxes on a Friday night. We're in it to be criticized by Rob's Facebook I mean, friends. Guys, at what point, at what point am I still going to be making dick and balls joke? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be, like, 78 years old, and I'm still yeah. talking about balls? Like, is yeah, that, so. that's my life? I mean, hey, guess what? Sign me up. I'm in for it. I love that <laughs> idea. At that point, you will have had to adjust the the height of the water in your toilet numerous <laughs> times because of sagging issues. Apparently, it's easy to do. Okay, yes. reversing that toilet. By the way, Matt sent me a very funny ball, text. Floating of, ball down a bit. Matt sent me a text picture of just somebody sitting reverse on a toilet with a product. It's like a desk that you could sit at. So fucking Rob. Rob. He sent all of us. The Rob calls the podcast my <laughs> podcast. And he also says, Matt sent me a text about this. He sent all of us the text, Rob. Listen, I'm not good at reading my text. Okay. That's Some just of the guy us I am. are not multitasking on this podcast, Rob. We're focused <laughs> on the task at hand, which is talking about Bruce Springsteen. Uh-oh. The boss. Someone oh, wait. I, I thought it was speaking about the album. It is the spanking of the week. Sorry, Aaron. You just got the spanking of the week. Okay? All you have to do, keep your head on the toilet tank, lift up your butt a little bit, and it's time for the spanking of the week. Okay? Oh, no. Yep. That's exactly what it is. All right. Rob, listen. Send that clip back to Kevin. See what he thinks of that. Say yeah. you need some audio advice on that yeah. one. Oh, you think the Kevin. spanking of the week is a Zoo Crew bit? Don't be so shit. Dumb Let shit. me click on this one that just says cheesy porn music. This is a normal <laughs> podcast shit. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Let's talk Wait, about that's the album. cheesy porn music. That sounds. I like the drums there. I was wrong. It's cheesy porn <laughs> music. Like cheesy, like yeah. American cheesy. Yeah, it's Gouda. Gouda <laughs> cheesy. It's a little little stink to it. 
<laughs> I have binged. I have binged Brie before, so I think that makes sense. Okay, let's talk about. It's time for nobody's favorite part of the show. Let's talk about the album. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Listen, we are talking about "Darkness on the Edge of Town." Uh, Bruce Springsteen's what unanimously online people say is Bruce Springsteen's. Second best album after the other one we've already done. Everyone's Born like, guys, this is a great well, album. Definitely not his best, but it's good. Like that was, was the, What was the first one we covered again? Uh, Born to Run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Which you might remember yeah. from the hit parody song, Born to Pun, where I asked you guys not to talk. And then it led to this awkward silence where you didn't laugh at any jokes, which I then got mad at, if you recall. I was very mad for the rest of the episode. So healthy stuff over here. 42-year-old man who can take no feedback whatsoever, positive or that's negative, called, gets mad that's at That's called being Minnesotan, Rob. I don't it's know. True. You're not alone. It's true. So basically, I, I mean, there's not much to say about this album, except there's a four-year break from the album before this to this one, where basically he was going through a lawsuit with his manager at the time. Because I don't, what was it that he essentially sold away his publishing rights to the manager? Is that what it was? There's something going on. And he had to figure all that out with a lawsuit before he could put out this album. So this was kind of a, this was kind of like a, a, a pimple being popped, if you will, like all this Stuff he had built up over years and years was kind of all gushing out of him on this album. It's a much darker album. You can hear this guy is angry now at the business. He's angry at his manager. You can hear he's a little bit downtrodden, but it's it's just more Bruce Springsteen. Like I, I tried to look up more information about this album, and it's definitely not because I was late getting prepared this week. I just couldn't find like there's not that much. I didn't know any of that there. stuff, and that's all interesting. And I I love this album, and I do not care. I like. Bruce Springsteen is the artist that I like the most and know the least about. I know nothing about him except that he has a great band and a great voice and rocks hard. And that's enough for me. Other, other artists I like to read about and learn the story. Like I don't care with Bruce. Like I just love listening to his music. And this was after born to run. Is that right, Rob? Yeah. So the one thing that I thought was interesting is that it sounds like really what this album is, is taking the same characters you had in born to run and then now they're older. And so it's oh. like a somber, more somber album. It's a slower album because it's like you had these characters that. with all these hope in the first one. And now they're kind of older and they've lost a little bit of that. And so there's it's more like about suffering and, and losing hope, if you will. Is that, that, is that fair? I would recommend if you're getting older and losing hope in what's going on, I would start a podcast and then ask random strangers on the internet for criticism <laughs> of that podcast. It gives you a new jolt and a new lease on life. And it's pretty much all you can think about, actually, for the last couple of days. It's worked pretty well for me. I'm making good lists. It's true. Your last list, Russell, was an absolute crusher and, and there's no way this list today could be as good as that list that'd be crazy no, no, matt were awesome. you gonna say something well i just it, it, it this happens with a lot of bands that have been around for a long time and at this point you know they've been around spring scene has been like a live musician for a very very long time at this point 1978 and oh, so yeah. relatively speaking to everybody else right but like probably like 15 years right like he'd been playing like they've been playing a long time yeah so you get to this point where i think this is my thesis is that you're so into these just huge ballads and playing and live music, blah, blah, blah. And then you start getting, we're like, that's just kind of getting a little boring and yeah. you start getting a little, you start pivoting to being more, a little bit more introspective maybe is the best way to say it. And oh, I think totally. you kind of hear that on this album come out that he's getting a little deeper, a little darker, a little more, uh, 
you know, prophetic maybe. I don't know. So I, I, I liked it. I thought of Matt often listening to this album because Matt always says, well, I'm not a lyrics guy. I don't listen to the lyrics. This is a perfect album for Matt. I could barely understand what he was saying right. for about half yeah. these songs. He was yep. like, yeah. and I was like, yes, I'll, I'll take yeah. it. And like, yeah, people who are huge Springsteen fans, like, yeah, he was the next Dylan and all that. And they love the poetry. Yeah. And when you do catch a lyric here and there, you're like, that's amazing. But yeah, half the, I don't know what any of these songs are about. Like, I didn't know Candy's Room was about a prostitute until I read it on the internet. Like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And not a candy, a candy room. Okay. Well, I'm going to write that down because that's <laughs> actually upsetting. And I feel like I did that joke already, but I can't quite remember. I, I hate candy room bait and switches. This is the worst part <laughs> of life is going to a candy room where you think there's going to be peeps yep. and whatever those Cadbury eggs are. And then it's just prostitutes. It's never don't, what you signed up for. Don't put, don't put peeps and Cadbury eggs in the same sentence. Just that's like they're the, the same, same thing. thing. That's they're fucked. Both, they're both Fuck terrible you. Easter candies that are only come around once a year because they suck. Like the shampoo. Shake and like the pumpkin pie. They're I've never bad. said this to you before, Russell, but go fuck yourself. That's a terrible opinion. <laughs> that peeps and cabaret eggs are the same. I just, it is mind blowing. That same thing. It's just like, what is going on? Uh, listen, if you wanted to get uh, uh, Black Hills Gold, as apparently every girl in my high school wanted to, they were going crazy for Black Hills Gold. I highly recommend you head to the Badlands. The Badlands. Hmm. That's the best South Dakota themed song ever, right? Yeah. I don't know. I loved I loved uh, uh, Tom Sawyer by Rush. Uh, Is it is it Rush a South Dakota band? (laughs) That was always one of the funniest onion headlines ever was South Dakota unsure what it's gonna put on its state quarter. (laughs) Hmm, I wonder if it's gonna be Mount fucking Rush for. Jack shit going on in that state. <laughs> I, I think the boss, Bruce Springsteen, we've talked about this before. He is the king of the chorus, though, like, right? Yeah. He builds these yeah. choruses. They're always fun. There's even a part where he's humming the chorus at the end, and you can't help but, like, hum along with him. Uh, the boss is the best. I yeah. do enjoy this. He's just great. We got we to gotta let this one play, dude, just to get oh, to the... I just clicked not don't play right when you said that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't do that on purpose, I swear. Skip ahead to the chorus, Rob. Yeah, we, we got to play the okay. chorus. We also yeah, yeah. You can edit later. Oh, oh can it. I? Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Give me permission for doing what I've done on 90 fucking episodes. Oh, wow. I can edit? What are you going to do? Have a time with your family where your kids aren't just looking at you in headphones laughing at your own jokes like a psychopath? There you go. Go get it. Go get it, Bruce. So I think while we get to this, well, here it comes. So, so I think I think that Bruce Springsteen set a new way of writing songs that you know a lot of like the grungier bands and a lot of like the really sensitive bands kind of did where you start off really slow yeah. and you just ramp up to this huge ending with a big you know finale and Crescendo. everything and I think he's the one who kind of set the set the bar for how to how to uh, accomplish that and so every time I hear these songs. You know, I think of even like you think of like a Mumford and Sons these days, right? Mm-hmm. This exact same start off slow. By the end, it's just banging and banging and drums and everything going. And, and it's like this new. I don't know if anybody really did that kind of form beforehand. And so that's why I think he's very visionary. Well, he I mean, he famously was a proponent of the four corners idea, right? Is that you have a banger to open. You have a banger on the uh, close of side one. You have a banger to open side two. 
and a banger to uh, to close the the second part of the album. And you have it on this album, and it's it, it swells in those periods like crazy. We have Adam raised a cane. I get it. Uh, what do you guys think of this song? I don't understand it, but yeah. when he gets into the guttural howl, I'm with it. So this is about the, his relationship. We're, we're talking Mother's Day, but this is about a relationship with his dad, right? Like how he went wrong. He yeah. went sideways with his dad, right? Is it? I don't know. It is. Okay, that makes sense. Makes sense. The one thing I did pull up, uh, booze and vinyl, as you guys know, yes. we did Born to Run. And the last time that Born to Run's in the book, so this this album isn't in the book, but I covered, I, I did a Boilermaker last time, if you guys oh, remember, yeah. that's a oh, shot yeah. of whiskey and then a, um, a shot of bourbon and, and a cheap beer. Yeah, one but, of my favorite cocktails. Um, they do have a <laughs> cocktail suggestion on Born to Run that we didn't get to yet, and it's called a New Jersey cocktail. Have you guys ever had a New Jersey cocktail? New Jersey, what's that? No. It's just like uh, a... Some grappa and some brujute. It is two ounces of applejack. Oh, apple yeah. okay. Rob, this, oh, oh. Rob, I know, I know, we're drunk and I know we're high, but we gotta play <laughs> my music here. <laughs> <laughs> two dashes of bitters and a ta- a teaspoon of. Oh, I don't know how much sugar I put in then. A teaspoon <laughs> of granulated sugar. So that is that is a Jersey cocktail: applejack, bitters, and sugar. What do you get for you got the Laird's bonded applejack, or what do you get? Just I got the Laird's bonded. Aaron, remember we had this a few weeks ago. Yes, and I was going to say. I know, shit. I know you have Laird's apple bonded. Love that Laird's bonded, and now, it's 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 perfect. They say when you're supposed to spin this is Friday after work, and where are we? It's Friday after work. No, nope, after nope, another nope. podcast Sunday. episode Saturday that we just did. After after Shit. work, I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I, do you feel like they missed an opportunity to call that drink "Born to Rum"? I, well, Born, it's not. It's not Jack rum. It's brandy, rum, it's technically, brandy. but it's the no, oldest. It's a, uh, a different drink. American spirit, even older Man. than whiskey. <sighs> I know, but they would make a drink with rum in it and call it "Born to Rum." You guys. But they didn't. Oh. They made it with Applejack. You guys are a bunch of Kevins. Okay, I didn't want to say it, but you're being a bunch of Kevins right now. I don't need this in my life. All right. All he asked us for air was audio advice, and we were like, "No, it's with Applejack." Yeah, it's Applejack. Uh, it is true. I asked for advice, and I can't stand it when I get it. Take it. Something in the night. That's what I love. That sound. I could listen to him do that all day. You like it. Yeah, I love it. It's a rich sounding album too, isn't it? It's yeah. like thick. Like I, I've said before, I'm not the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan. I don't get it. But this album sounds so good. And it's like, it's emotion. Like he's, it's emotion. Again, no idea what's going on. I think a lot of it's about engines. I'm not sure. But man, I see <laughs> a great example of ugly but useful, right, Aaron? Yeah. This is ugly but useful. It's. Yes. You're, you're spot on. You know, I I, I I jotted down to myself, I have no idea what this is about. It just sounds like complete gibberish, but I'm into it. Yeah, that's how I feel about the, the whole you album. Know, the, the one thing I didn't like about that, it's really slow. Like, we've talked slow tempo before with Carol King. Remember, right. you guys, I, I got to remind you guys, you all ripped Carol King we did. We about a, a year time. ago, pretty yeah. hardcore, because her song was slow. That was a pretty time. slow tempo song yeah. right there, isn't it? You're right. No, you're right, Russell. Yeah. But it's, it's a, I mean, you feel listening to this. So good. Okay, but so would, here we. Like, wouldn't you love to actually talk to the biggest Springsteen fan? Like, Rob, you said you're not the biggest Springsteen fan. Like, can you imagine talking to the biggest Springsteen fan in the world? 
Hello. <laughs> I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Shh. Wait, I blow. Wait, I'm My a name big, is Kevin. Or is no, no. You're not. I'm not Kevin. I really blow. <laughs> I think Bruce Springsteen is actually like five five, isn't he? So. Yeah, big Bruce oh, I don't Springsteen. Want to know is, that. Yeah, it's all I know. All tiny. I know, you know, when we when we're listening to these albums, and we uh, we talked about it with um, a few of the different artists and albums we've got, is that anybody who's ever seen a Bruce Springsteen concert live, and I haven't, and I should, but I just can't pull myself to do it, um, says it's like the greatest show ever. He plays three hours, yep. lays it all out on the stage, and it's right. like the greatest thing ever. And you're instantly a fan after that. And so every time I hear these songs, even the slower ones, I just think of them live and all the musicians they've got and how dialed in they are. And it's gotta be just an awesome show. So I think I, we're all missing out by not I, seeing a live show. I wanted to go to a Bruce Springsteen concert here in town, but my wife said, no, we'd have to travel too far and it's too expensive. So we're not going to go to that concert. <laughs> I have. Did I tell you, did I already tell the story? You, I have seen, I have seen Bruce Springsteen live. Did I tell I the story? No. Yes. No. I saw him, but I saw him in the summer of 2006 in Des Moines uh, when he was doing the Seeger sessions. And so he had, when he was doing all those old, uh, like get out the way, old Dan Tucker, you're too late to get your supper. And oh, God. Um, how can a poor oh. man stand such times and live? But he had nine, he had a 19 piece band on stage with him. Yeah. And he, yeah, it was at the Wells Fargo arena in Des Moines. It was like a 5,000 seat auditorium. My dad bought the tickets. Shout out to my dad. Thank you. And it was an amazing fucking show. And yeah, they did all these old, um, you know, it was the Seeger Sessions tour. So they did all these old American, you know, folk song classics. But then he came out for his encore and did like Johnny 99 and some of those um, incredible songs. And yeah, he played fucking forever and rocked it all the way out. His band was amazing. So you're, you're totally right, Matt. But I haven't seen him do this stuff with the E Street Band, but I did see yeah. him once and it was incredible. Have you guys heard about this Candy's room? I'm kind of interested in what's inside. I have. It's, I'm, I'm excited. Peeps. I've been Peeps. here. Get out of here. Shut up. I put up with hey, a lot the, of shit. The, the, wor- the worst part about it, though, Rob, is you got to call the attendant over to unlock it oh, so you yeah. get the peeps. No thanks. The, the if, they, if they put the Cadbury the eggs under lock and key at Dwayne Reed, I would weigh 102 pounds. I'm convinced <laughs> of it. <laughs> So the, I read this song was about a date with a stripper or a seduction fantasy about some woman he wasn't supposed to ever be with. But you would never get this just listening to this. You have no idea what these songs oh, are listen, about. I mean, this is yeah. built. Ooh, it's fast. I yeah. like. I think this went over the last one. I like the higher tempo ones. It's fun. You know what? I like to think about. I know we know uh, Bruce was a Prince fan because he he uh, eulogized Prince on stage after Prince's death, which was yesterday. Anniversary of Prince's death was yesterday. Rest in peace. Uh, but I think of this one as, as like a sort of companion piece to Little Red Corvette. Obviously, Candy's Room came first, but to me, they're like kind of, you know, kind of similar. What the fuck? What the Aaron? fuck, Aaron? All right. And now on a totally unrelated note to what Aaron just said, racing in the streets. Russell's so mad. All other things going, Russell. Okay, in real world. Aaron's Aaron's blowing up like three spots today. He doesn't even know it. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) 
The one thing I was noticing is there's a lot of Springsteen songs that are about cars. We've talked about mm-hmm. Aaron's car recently. He's got yep. a Thunder Road is kind of about cars. There's Pink Cadillac is about cars. Yeah, he's true. got a lot of songs about cars. This is another one of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, he's, he's lighting them up and shutting them down, or whatever they say in cars. So, he also, so didn't he write uh, the well? I'm no, Aaron, go. No, go. Didn't he write uh, "Blinded by the Light"? Wrapped up like you a fucking deuce? loser. And this is exactly <laughs> what I was going to talk about. Shit, I cannot Aaron. believe you, piece of shit. How dare you, you fucking piece of shit? <laughs> See, Russell feels good, doesn't it? It does feel good. No, I'm just kidding, yeah. Aaron. That was a great point. Yeah, I, I, was, I appreciate you contributing. That's yeah. Uh, I was kidding too. <laughs> shit. But I'm we've so talked sorry. about we've talked about Mustang <laughs> Sally. We talked about Low Rider once before. We've talked about songs with cars numerous times. But I thought we could do a list of the greatest songs ever that are about cars. I love it. Yeah, to, love to it. honor Aaron's vehicle recently because Aaron's car has gone through a, a war. It's been through some stuff, but it's yeah. doing okay now. Yeah, it's just it's a reminder to everybody. When we talk about Aaron's car accident, it was Aaron backing into his and over his retaining wall. So if you I think was this is actually backing some, in, I was going forward, but we don't have to get into that. Because apparently, I will say this too. I didn't say this on Facebook, and I hate to do this right now, Russell. But another comment was, and this is for real, maybe you should think about putting the parody songs at the end where your super listeners would be because there's a bunch of inside <laughs> jokes in it. Oh, yeah, I'll put the parody song at the end. You dumb piece of shit. Fucking A. Oh, put the parody song at the end. Yes, let's introduce everybody and let everybody in on all our jokes. What are you talking about? You want to get mil- you want to get some jokes? Go back and listen to this shit. We put the time in. God, How many of these comments Facebook. were made by Magic Mike? That assholes. <laughs> I know Matt's been getting along with him recently See, through Magic the pod, Mike but- is a Magic Mike is a perfect fan of ours. He said he tried to correct us on something. We told him to go eat Smack shit. Him down. We said, eat yeah. shit, you piece of shit. And he goes, yeah, I will. And actually, you're great now. That's what it should be. When I tell do somebody we, to eat shit, they should come back and say, how much, sir? Thank you. Do we know if he's still listening? And likely not, right? Well, he hasn't. Hopefully, uh, now we don't need him showing up in like Vegas months. anytime. It doesn't. He, he interacts with the at the Insta page a lot and stuff like. I that. I wouldn't know so. if he's listening because he's not leaving any fucking voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe I'll put those at the end of the show. Piece of shit doesn't know what he's what, talking about. What was his first thing too? He he called up and corrected something, right? Like <laughs> it well. was something very it was something very minor, and we didn't yeah. even pay attention to that. And then we yelled at him, <laughs> and then he went so far as to change his I, I, he changed his review on iTunes to be like, "I'm so sorry." He has a, he has the greatest review on iTunes for us. It's very very funny. Yeah. All right, are we, first are we song on the list. Here we go. Yeah, first, first song on the list. This was actually a Michigan band, but they moved out to Berkeley. So this is a Berkeley oh. band, Aaron. This is where um, kids get preschool uh, preschool spring breaks out in Berkeley. Yeah, it's true. Is, yep. This is Commander Cody and his Lost Planet of Airmen. This is Hot Rod Lincoln from 1971. Oh, Do you guys wow. know this one? Yes. It's a great song. He said, son, you're gonna drive me to drink it if you don't stop grabbing that hot. Rod Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, I don't know this one. That's a great song about a hot Rod Lincoln, right? Fun song. Yeah, it's so good. What you guys? You guys were talking about how the boss, how he has like these diehard fans. I found out there are diehard fans with Bruce. There is a website called BruceBase.com where it shows every single concert or every single performance Bruce has done. Every track that was played, everyone who was there. Yeah. It turns out that Commander Cody, the lead singer for this song, 
actually performed once with the boss in 1975. Nice. At Greed's Folk City in New York City, Rob. Greed's Folk City. I don't know if you know where it's at. Oh, I'm there every day. But he played on, they sang Happy Birthday for the owner of the bar. And it was actually the first time that Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen ever met in 1975. Wow. And this Commander Cody was singing Happy Birthday with those guys. Fascinating. Wow. And, and think of it. We're spending our Friday nights making a podcast. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> we could be out there with Commander Cody. That's right. Do you think do you think Kevin would have would have would have criticized Commander Cody's song about the hot rod Lincoln or not? Yeah, probably. Oh, I think you should put that really good cool guitar part at the end where only some people are gonna listen. You idiot. <laughs> Parody song is the most here, work Kevin. anybody does on this show. Come on. All right. Next song is a few years later, 1978. This is from the movie Grease. This is oh, Grease yes. Lightning. Check Ooh. this out. This is about the car, right? Go, go. I've never seen the movie Grease, but I know the song. Yeah. I've seen Have you movie. seen it, Matt? Uh, I mean, it's been on. You've been over watching movies. And you, yeah. I don't know if I've ever paid attention to the whole thing. That sounds like a high school makeout session. Yes. If I'm reading between uh, the lines. You know what else it sounds like? What's that? 12 what? Bar Blues. And it's also inspired by, we don't have the song, but the song White Lightning by the Big Bopper. It turns oh. out Grease Lightning was inspired by the Big Bopper. Hey, baby. Grease Lightning, that's what hit our plane when we went down. Oh, no, baby. You will I what? Survive this flight? Oh, I don't think so, baby. You know what I like. And what I don't like on Facebook was that comment. Did not like that. Uh, now, Russell, is it true that in the song, what is Grease Lightning going to do to all the women? I don't know. In do the you lyrics? know? Uh, yeah. It's actually going to make cream. them cre- cream. Yeah, it's actually going to make them cream as part of the uh, song. What? Yeah, oh, yeah. That yeah. can't be what it says. Oh, it's, no, it does. 100%. One, start it up again. Start. Go ahead. Put it. Play again. Play it again, Rob. I'm going to find it here. Just wait. It's coming up. Comes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and again, I feel like this is the kind of that candy room situation where I was misled. Baiting and switching. You, you. Yeah. Oh, cream. That'll be great. All right. What? Next song on the list, I believe, Aaron, what you were just talking about, Prince and Little Red Corvette. The next song on the list, one of the greatest songs about cars ever is a metaphor, a sex metaphor with a car. It's yes. Little Red Corvette oh, by Prince. Such a great song. Now, Russell, is this the song you think is the greatest song ever? Is that Beret? No, Raspberry Beret is my favorite Prince song. But the reason I really was interested in this, I read that he fell asleep in the backseat of his backup singer's 1964 Mercury Montclair Marauder. And so, so I was good. just kind of wondering, what else do you think has happened in the backseat of cars that you guys have borrowed from people? <laughs> this is fucked. This is fucked to bring this up. You know what? Kevin's right. We need to put all this stuff at the end. We're only the super listeners are going to listen. This is t- 
Holy but, shit, terrible. <laughs> one thing you guys were talking about earlier, though, is how Springs Aaron, you were saying how Springsteen is one of the greatest live performers ever. And that's what everyone always says. You, like a Springsteen show is like no other. Is that yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. And, and so I, I saw this interview with him and he was talking about how, how Prince was kind of one of his inspirations, even though I think Prince is a little younger than him. A little bit, right. And, and, and came to prominence a little bit after. But he essentially True. said, like, there's never a moment under the spotlight that wasn't worth taking advantage of. And he learned that from Prince. Whenever Prince had the opportunity, he's like, I'm going to make the most of it. So I think that's one of the things that has made the boss one of the great live performers is being inspired by Prince. It's so good, Russell. It's just perfect. And to think that John Travolta said it would make them cream and not Prince. I mean, I would have lost a thousand dollars on that for sure. That's crazy. All right. Next song on the list. This is Tracy Chapman. Fast car from 19. Oh, great song. Yeah. Wow. Is it 80, 98 or 88? And, one I, of the two. and I agree 80, with what I just edited 80. out that Aaron said, where he said, this is the funniest song. Oh, this sounds good. So depressing. Like this song is such a bummer. Why do you yeah, think it's a bummer? Oh. It's so good. This song bums me out every time it comes on. It's so beautiful and so great. And then because when you, you listen away to the fast. lyrics, it's like the most depressing, hopeless. Getting, yeah. It's like, getting oh, we're out, gonna do all this great stuff, there, yeah. and we're we can't do any of it because. And then this. yeah, nice and smooth sampled it for uh, sometimes where I'm slow, sometimes where I'm quick. That's another sad song. Oh, it's a sad it's just, one. It's a terrible. Oh, it makes me so sad. Great song. Great song. Great she song. actually performed um, another song with the Boss in 2004. Uh, is it uh, Hometown? Is that the Boss song, Hometown? My hometown. My hometown. Oh, yep. really? Your home. My so she actually oh performed that with, with the boss. She actually performed that with the boss in 2004 as part of a vote for change tour, which was encouraging a vote for Aaron Sun's favorite PT boat captain, John Kerry. Yes. Oh. He loves it. He's obsessed with those boats. <laughs> he, he likes the PT boats. His favorite right? boats. So he does. He <laughs> loves them. There's favorite boats of all time. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's like this is a great song, Fast yeah, Car, Rob. <laughs> so funny, Rob. So do you think you funny. listened to the song Fast Car when you drove away fast, or no? <laughs> no it would. I should have. It was like it was a depressing, depressing time. The girl who right. would let, stick out their tongue. Last song. Last me. song on the list. Once again, is you this do goes, not have to share that with people. No one's no one's forcing you to continue. I'm desperate for attention, Aaron. I'm desperate. <laughs> Last song on the list. This goes out to Barry from Burnsville, one of our favorite listeners. He hasn't oh. been calling in. Maybe, hey, Barry from Burnsville, give us a call. Give us a voicemail. Yeah, you Rob, dumb what's shit. The number? Yeah, what's the hockey, number, Rob? 802-277-BECK. 802-277-2325. So I know for certain that Barry from Burnsville is a big Gopher football fan, and this is the Gopher kickoff song. When they kick the ball off at all their games, this is Skrillex and Rick Ross, Purple oh. Lamborghini, a great song about cars. Oh shit. This is some fucking shit we haven't heard yet. I like Whoa, it. This is great. <laughs> For the people who are listening at home, we are all dancing to this. This is great. Wow. God damn. That's a great that's song, fun. Russell. God, I could see getting hyped for that on a kickoff. You're playing that. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. I, I can't confirm that I've ever been to a game with Barry from Burnsville, but if I had, I, I would say we would enjoy that song. <laughs> so do you guys know what one of Rick Ross? So I don't know a ton about Rick Ross, but his nickname supposedly, do you guys know his nickname or not? 
I don't. So it's it's Da Boss. Yeah, Da Boss. Oh, okay. So okay. he has the same nickname as Bruce Springsteen, the Boss. And it turns out <laughs> he recently did this thing because he's lost a bunch of weight, and he did this thing called like Rick Ross's or his weight loss plan. And at the very end of his video, he gave a little bit of a fuck you to Bruce Springsteen, what? the Boss. Rob, maybe you can play this here. Who would ever give a fuck you to Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. There'll never be another boss big as me. Not even Bruce Springsteen. Ooh. Fuck Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> 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 Rick Ross, the boss, called out the boss and said, "There's only one true boss." Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it, and you know, thinking about being between bosses makes me think about Aaron's job. The oh, the the promised land. Ooh. What if it was a little harmonica? What if he was playing the world's smallest harmonica? That'd be pretty impressive. Yeah. What if he was a, a big fan of the little harmonica? Oh my god. Too, How'd that even work? <laughs> well, this song is like readily on like the best of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Next up, Factory. I like this one. I, it's slower, I know, and kind of corny, but I don't like the slower. I don't like the slower songs. I, I don't like Russell. the slower ones. I mean, you yeah. can hear where he was going. Like you can hear where the Nebraska album came from when you hear this. Yeah, one. totally. And he was really interested in exploring those themes, but I also can hear why. Like you might not want to vibe to this. <laughs> Streets of Fire. I mean, oh. when that comes in, Jesus, because the whole, like, up, leading up to this is kind of that mumbly shit, and I texted you guys the other night because I was doing some edibles, and some, something happens to me when I take take an edible where, like, my I feel like my hearing is heightened, like, I feel like I can hear every sound in the world, yep. and when Fair that devil. came in, I was like, yo, this is, his voice is so loud, <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, am I going to wake up my whole neighborhood shit, like, this is incredible, <laughs> like, I love that moment. <laughs> The the one thing I re- the one thing I really liked about that song is the piano and yeah. so the E Street Band the piano <laughs> player is Roy Baton and we talked about him <laughs> once before do you guys remember what album we talked about him on Ooh, Russell I don't know shit I, uh, I remember bringing it up but I can't is it can't Born to it. Run <laughs> he, he he it was not Born to Run we specifically talked about him he played on Station to Station with David oh, Bowie right and do you guys remember what other artist he is famous for playing the piano opening on is it Bang a gong? Is that the T Rex guy? That's not him. It is not. Glissando. He played on Bad Out of Hell with Meatloaf. He oh. also played on I Would Do Anything for Love. Rob, yes. anything for love. Let's this is the Let's same guy. Here we go. Oh, that's go right. That's the guy. This is the guy from the E Street band that we talked about on Station to Station. Oh, oh tell, tell us his name one more time, Russell. I don't remember because I'm getting a call right now. There's a phone call coming through. I don't know if you can hear the phone call. Who it's is calling you? Who could be calling at this time? Put it on speaker. There's a phone call. Put it on speaker Rob. right now. Let's go. Hold on. It's got to ring twice. It's got to ring twice. Live. You got to let it ring twice. Hello. Who is this? I would do anything for love. But I won't do that <laughs> and uh, hey yeah I, how you doing i just uh crawled out of the bowels of hell i'm back how are you <laughs> and listen when i wrote that song it was about my wife whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Meat, meatloaf, meatloaf. Did your wife ever travel to London for a concert? Wait, did I have an accent before? I feel like I had an accent or something, right? It I was, was like, just like, a, it was a very, like, ugh. Yeah, that's right. It sounded like, like a dead guy. Like gross. I'm, I'm, just, I'm sorry, Russell. What were you saying? <laughs> this is meatloaf out of hell. I'm a, Meat, yeah. Meatloaf, did, did your wife ever travel overseas with one of your kids for a concert? Oh, absolutely. And that's when I wrote the song Bag Out of Hell. She was in a real old bag. Hey, Meatloaf, did you ever get any feedback from a guy named Kevin about your hit songs? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Kevin said I should put all the cool piano part and the part where I'm singing at the end where all the super listeners listen. What the fuck are you talking about, Kevin? Get out of there. Yeah, he said, oh, yeah, I was singing so faster than the words could come out. Shut up. Meet Lofi. You've been proving it all night. <laughs> Thank you, Russell. Well, I'll see you guys later. Back to hell. We'll see how much of this got edited out. I might have said actually very little on the podcast. We'll see. <laughs> Oh, God, that song, Milo song, is good, though. Prove it all night. I uh, read this. It's about a four-minute song on the album, but they, uh, for their concerts, they turn it into like an 11-minute just all-out jam session. I can see that. I can pianos see that. and oh, guitars yeah. and everything. Like so You could do that with kind of any a of these staple. songs, right? I mean, yeah. all these songs are immensely jammable. And finally... To close oh, it out. Hold on. Hold on. There's one person in the world who hasn't proved it all night. If you guys remember, that was Conan O'Brien. Remember about 10 years ago when he was the Tonight Show host and he got fired because he wasn't any good and they brought Jay Leno back? Yes. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. So whatever. Eventually, <laughs> he didn't prove it all night and he got let go. And so on his last episode, he had a super group of some of his favorite artists come out and play the song Freebird. Do you guys remember this? I do not? remember. No, this, I don't yeah. remember. So, so the super group had Will Ferrell on lead vocals, and the guitar players were Conan O'Brien played guitar, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top played guitar, Ben Harper played guitar. Wow! And then Max Holy Weinberg, shit. who was the drummer on the East Street Band, um, who played for Max Conan Weinberg all those years, that's amazing. Played on the drums in this final show, and there was actually one more guitar player. That was no, playing with the super it. group. Don't do who it. Who do you guys Russell. think? The, who was the other guitar player on the super <laughs> hey, group? Russell, this can't be connected. Back. You can't have it connected. No, no. <laughs> Couldn't have been. It turns out Beck was the no. other guitar oh. player on the song. Rob, hit this song. This is oh. the super group that played on Conan O'Brien's last show. We got Beck and all these other amazing artists in the super group playing on Conan's last show when he comes it all night. So I got to ask you guys, when it comes to playing on the final Tonight Show episode with Max Weinberg, the E Street Band drummer, who did it better? Beck did it better. That's wow, that's a that's, pull, that's that a pull is, Russell. That's, that's a good pull. You guys have to go look it up. Watch Will Ferrell sing Freebird. It is fantastic. Oh, so good. To close out our fourth corner, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Ooh. This is, like, I think he's still still reaching back to, like, the Phil Spector, Darlene Love influence. I, I did read mm-hmm. a little bit of stuff about this album where people said this is where he fully left R&B behind and embraced Heartland Rock or whatever, but this, to me, he's still reaching back to R&B and Phil Spector. You're so smart. You guys remember Jungle Land? It was a great close yeah. to the album. I thought this was, you guys, were, Rob, you've been talking about the corners theory here. Everything has got to start and end really strong. 
I thought it was a great end of the album too. Like I, the oh, boss yeah. might be one of my favorites when it comes to starting and ending an album. Put some thoughts to it. It's, yeah. He does a great job. I mean, every one we've done of his, it, it's, it's a, it's, and like, I've, I can't believe we like, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to go to bed tonight without hearing that full song. Like we only got to just the, like the, just the point where he starts doing like the really getting into his vocals. Like now I'm going to have to like, as soon as we hang up from this, like an hour from now when we get through the rating mm-hmm. system, I'm going to have to put on, Darks on the Edge of Town. Yeah. It's almost like we play just enough for fair use because we are doing critical review of this music. So, and Aaron, you, you sent us a picture. You have this on vinyl. I do. Yes. And then you said you were surprised you still had it. Do you give records away or why did you think you didn't have it anymore? I do on occasion get I thought I might have sent it to my brother in like a swap kind of thing. And also, like, I, I really love this album but i i i don't listen to it often because it's a little bit intense so i thought i might have sent it to my brother but i was i was uh excited to know that i still have it in fact he might have sent it to me in the first place i think swaps between family members is not cool (laughs) you can't do leads to awkward holiday gatherings (laughs) yes (laughs) i'm so tired i cannot figure out what you guys are talking about i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) well some people are good at setting up albums and some people are actually good at setting up podcasts and they put the rating system at the end like a normal <laughs> podcast. Not like a radio. Don't see Everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented and very popular Beck Did It Better rating system. Oh, yeah. So, this is album. What are we up to now? 90? Is this 90? 91. 91. Oh, so I was wrong the last episode. This is 91, The Darkness on the Edge of Town. If you think this is a perfect amount away from the edge of town, so it is perfectly dark, you can't see any of it, that would be a rolling, well-toned, okay? If you think that this should be a little bit closer to the middle of town, which in this case is the number one album, so imagine a town and in the middle is What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. And as we go, we're kind of going out to the suburbs. We're moving out and we come across this album. It should be closer. It should be closer to number one with this beautiful analogy I set up. That is a rolling bone. The album got boned. It should have been higher up. Or is this a rolling groan? You do not want to hear this album now. Why are you forcing me to listen to this? It should be farther out of town. Okay. It should be way out in a cornfield somewhere. Uh, that That is in the total darkness. I mean, that's so far out. It's so dark out there. You're not even on the edge of town anymore. That would be a rolling groan. So is this a rolling well-toned, a rolling bone at 91, or is this a rolling groan? Matt, what do you think? Uh, I Again, we're going to get a little bit of stats. This is, there's five Bruce Springsteen albums on this Ooh, list. It's a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like a lot, like born to run, born in the USA, I don't know. For whatever reason, I remember liking Nebraska a lot. I got to go back and I love Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. I got to, I got to get back to that one, but I think this one kind of gets pushed out when you got the rest of those albums. And you know, at 91, like if you were told me it was like in the three hundreds or four hundreds, I'd get it. But, um, much like the last album we did, there's like three or four great songs and then there's a little bit of filler and mm-hmm. I just don't get it for a top 100 album of all time. So I'm going to say it's rolling grown. It's weird because it's almost like every album we're doing is getting a little worse. And I don't want to think about how that's going to end up, like what the end point of that journey is. So we're just not going to think about it. It's not a big rolling, deal. Rolling, well, we end with Arcade Fire, which absolutely got rolling boned at 500. That's at 500? Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. It won't be by the time we do this list a third time, guys. Rosie, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? 
Man, that's this is tough because I Matt is making such good points. It's hard to disagree with him, but I also uh, I think it's probably too much Bruce in the top 500. This is probably not a top 100 album, but I'm, I just can't say that the boss is rolling grown. So I got to call it rolling well toned. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, rolling grown. How close to the darkness on the edge of town is this album? Russell, please get please get it right. We're like We're begging. 0 for 90. We please, please get it right. Okay. A lot of our super listeners aren't listening now, apparently, so you can say whatever you want. Kevin's a dumbass. Oh, wait, they are listening. <laughs> Shit, I don't even know what he's talking about. I enjoyed I enjoyed a lot of it. I enjoyed the piano. We never really talked about the saxophone with Clarence Clemens again on this right. one. We talked a lot yeah. about him last time, but there's a ton of great sax moments that we didn't really even get to. Uh, for me, I, I thought a lot of it was awesome. There's too many songs that are too slow for me. The tempo's too slow. They drag a little bit. And so I didn't really love that part of it. But listening to this back-to-back with the Neil Young album, there are wow moments on this that grab you and get you into the music and kind of grab you right by the right by the stomach and the heart, right? And so right I, I think that... Right by the sax. Right by yep. the sax. <laughs> and so for me... Although there were some songs I didn't love, I think it's rolling well-toned. To me, this blows away what we just listened to by Neil Young on the last one, even though I thought some of the songs were a bit slow. So I'm going to say rolling well-toned. Unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. Okay, and this is going to blow your mind. This this gets a rolling... Okay, I could understand. I could understand you. I could understand you. Sin and It was yeah, or was it yeah? He was on his motorcycle going home. Like we just don't know, you know. Vibraphone. Yeah, he's a middle eating an ice cream cone. He's in middle managementation class. I don't know. Uh, so listen, this album is great. No idea what's going on in the album, but it is lush. It is full. I love a well-produced album. This hit, you put on big headphones, you're in it, okay? Aaron's right. You hear those sounds, and you just want to jump up and yell. It sounds so, so good. But next week, okay? Think about this. Next week. The next week's album answers the question, what if Jimi Hendrix got way, way, way too high? What would happen? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's acts as bold as love oh, Jimi yes, Hendrix. Yes. Nice. When you want to hear about <laughs> Rosie, you know what we got after that? What do we got? Super Duper Fly by Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Ooh, Ooh that's going to be fun. It's a good pivot. Yeah, that'll that's be fun to do. Fun. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, <laughs> I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Rob, I, I brought my computer into the bathroom. As you can see, whenever I try to sit backwards on the ba- on the toilet, <laughs> my knee hits my bathroom fridge. Should I move the bathroom fridge to that corner, or what corner should I move it so I can sit backwards on the toilet? <laughs> you got to keep that toilet paper cold, so you got to like you got <laughs> to be within reaching distance. You got to be able to reach it, right? So yeah. it's tough. Dave said. Another one? I would consider moving the song parody filled with tons of inside jokes to the end of the show where the super listeners are and not be the first thing. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll see. Okay, do you like this? Is this better? Let's hear the parody. This makes no sense. Who would be listening still? Well, ask our listeners every episode. 
What's the number again? Eight oh two. I just say, could you take a second out of your stupid day? (laughs) Leave us a quick voicemail. Who are the stupid idiots who listen to this for audio feedback and give it to us? And and the thing is, when I give comments on the page, they're really good. I give good advice to other people. That's the weird thing. And then when I ask, I get really bad advice. (laughs) 